Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. We are here today with Mark Mester at the KTLA studios in conjunction with Netflix because they're combined and this, this compound is amazing. So how you guys doing? Yeah. Morning. Good to see you. You too, bud. How was yeah. the drive up? Not too bad. A little traffic, but it, it wasn't too bad. Come on. Traffic. Yeah. We have a live shot on the top of Jack's surfboards. Yeah. And so I saw the conditions this morning. It was so tough to see it. Perfect glass yeah. and nice little uh, combo swell. Always always the best conditions with no waves. It's hard to get the, the pumping waves with the perfect conditions. That happened in December, though. For about six November weeks. November and December. It was perfect. <laughs> we used our wave quota. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, Mr. Mester, um, of course, we're going to be talking about surfing. So, your, where were you born? I was born in Budapest, Hungary. Yeah, I read that. It's really uh, kind of an interesting, interesting story. My parents are doctors, Ooh. and Hungary is a communist country, at least it was, yeah. until the, the fall of the Soviet Union. So, we were in a communist country for a very long time. It started in 56, ended in 89, but we literally snuck out of the country in 1986 and my parents came to America and they brought us and wow. um, my dad ended up in California which is how I got into surfing and my mom was on the east coast mm. how so, old were you in, when you moved here we immigrated when I was two and a half oh so, yeah. oh, so you were born yeah that's right Done. Yeah. <laughs> well I mean I was just going to ask follow up question is you know Obviously, do you know other languages? Like, do you speak anything else? Or I think they say that 10 million people speak Hungarian. Yeah. And so I think my parents were okay with me not learning. <laughs> but also, when you're immigrants yeah. and you come to America, it was really yeah. difficult to raise yeah. children. So they had to work. So they yeah. weren't there to, to speak yeah. to us too much. I was born in the Philippines and moved here, too. And um, it was definitely a culture shock, you know. I, I grew up. Pretty much grew up here in California, but I was born in the Philippines and I lived there till I was six. So I moved over here. So, how old were you? Did you skateboard or boogie board first? Or I've always been. I've been playing. I started skiing when I was, geez, I was two and a half when my dad first took me skiing. He had me on skates. So I was always really into sports that involved balance. But um, I think what helped me with surfing was I was on a swim team and a water polo team at a pretty young age. I like that. And I was also into skateboarding. So not like ramps or tricks like 50-50s or anything like yeah. that. But I really just enjoyed carving and moving. So I sort of had all the elements. I just needed to combine them into one. And Santa Barbara is what let me do that. Nice. Mm. Surf- that- Sorry. So was surfing like that kind of wow sport where you just like, the first time you did it, you're like, clicked. And you're like, I'm going to do this every day. Yeah. It was. I mean, that's usually the reaction. I got one as a kid, but most people we talk to, whether they started at an early age or an adult age, it's like, I just, it was amazing when they first started. I was telling the story yesterday. We just did a story with Kelly Slater yeah. at Outer Known, and my co-anchors asked me, what's it like interviewing Kelly? And I said, it's terrible, because <laughs> I, I, I fangirl. I really do. I, he's, he's, he's such a hero. Dude. And I was joking with him. I, I was in Manhattan, and I, I am the kook of all kooks. Like, if you look at the definition of a kook, that, that's me. <laughs> 
And I remember being in an apartment in New York City. It was the early 90s, and we were watching a show called Baywatch. Oh, my gosh. And I said, man, that guy surfing looks really cool. So you, you end up looking up information. There's barely internet. You're looking thing. up but Jimmy. Who's Jimmy Slade? Who's Jimmy Slade? <laughs> and then I was like, wow, that guy, you know, he's, he's pretty cool. And I found out, oh, he's a surfer. Well, I want to be a surfer. So I was in Connecticut for a couple of years. I had posters of Chris Malloy on my wall. I had no clue who this was. And then coincidentally, I, I go to the 805, which is where Chris is one of the best surfers. But coincidentally, also, I went to uh, the Malloy surf camp at UC Santa Barbara when I was 14. So that helped me um, awesome. helped me learn to surf as well. Yeah, we're going to have to get those Malloy brothers on our show one time. Yeah, we'll get They're very interesting. Sure. Awesome, awesome, awesome guys. Awesome, family. awesome guys, yeah. yeah. So how old were you when you started surfing? I was about 14, 14 when I when I first learned how to surf. I went to that surf camp at UC Santa Barbara, and I remember one day my dad said, "Hey, you want you want to go surf somewhere else?" And I said, "Sure." And we found this spot called Rincon, <laughs> and there was there was some windswell, and I got this one wave, and it was it was probably three minutes long. Wow! And I'll never forget the inside section. The wave was probably like knee high, but perfect. I, Perfect. I've, I've never felt such a great sensation in my life, and I've been hooked ever since. What uh, was your first surfboard? Interestingly enough, I pulled this up for you. Oh, my first surfboard was purchased at the Beach House nice. in yeah. Santa, Barbara. Santa Barbara. It's one of my retailers. We love them. And I got this Roger Hines. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. Wow. Huh. And that this is the session I was just telling you about. So it's a Roger Hines. I think it was a 7.6. Yeah, that looks like a kind of a... And, it, 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 and, I, and this is what I really Country liked about the, the surf shop guys in Santa Barbara. Because if you go into Channel Islands or the Beach House, you got, a little some, intimidating. Bro, you got some bros in there. Yeah. But I, I really appreciated them because the, the big shop at that time was CI. There was a Channel Islands on State Street. It's on right Acapa the now. Street. Yeah, it moved over. But I went in there and I said, no, Baywatch. I was like, I, I want the board that Kelly has. <laughs> and the guy said, you know, man, if, if I could be real with you... Don't get a shortboard. Yeah. Learn how to do this first. And yeah. I said, so what do I get? He said, get a fun board. Yeah. And yeah. sell you. Well, half half the battle is being able to catch waves. And if you get, you know, under volume, underboard, you're just not going to have a good time paddling, 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 not catching anything. So it's, yeah, start start a little bigger, work your way down. But, yeah, we all started on crappy big boards. <laughs> yeah. I started on a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. A purple lightning bolt. And... Me and my friends used to ride our bikes to the beach from Long Beach, and it would be two and a half hours. One way. One way. Yeah. And you then pedal slow, bro. Spend all day there, right? We'd, we'd have a $1.50, and $1.50 for the whole day. But it was perfect, because I got my Coke, my Snickers bar, a lemon cream cookies, and back to the beach, surf all day. So your and diet really hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the surfer's diet. <laughs> no. So you grew up surfing Santa Barbara? Primarily. Yeah. Um, my father's a doctor, and right. so he spent time at Tufts and Boston University. So when he was there, that's actually when we first started surfing. We went to Hampton Beach mm. in New Hampshire, and this was so what was so cool. The first surf shop I really remembered was a place called Cinnamon Rainbow. Love that wow. place. And it's in New Hampshire. And the coolest thing, when I went to the surf ranch to do our story with Lyndon, y- y- I got to meet the guy who owns it. Yeah, Dave Cropper. And I, Super cool I couldn't believe it. I said, You're the, the first place I caught a wave was at this beach. The beaches in New Hampshire, the tide swings are unbelievable. Yeah. You're talking 300, 400 yards. It's yeah. like Europe, huh? Yeah. So we, we caught some waves there, mostly just boogie board. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. But I... I said, you know, I, I definitely want to be doing this thing. I was like 12 or 13 at the time. And then the next year, my dad moved out to Santa Barbara. Yeah. So we really got to, to serve some ways. But I really never got a winter swell until college. So mm. I didn't even know. The, the time when I did serve Santa Barbara, it was a wind swell. It was just a fluke swell. Yeah. But I was able to get some, some good waves on. But Yeah, Santa Barbara has some of the most amazing coastline. But unfortunately, the swells, you know, get blocked and dodged. And it's kind of have a, it's got to have a, you know, we right need that, we need that west. Yeah, we need that big yeah. west. Yeah, I've have only surfed Marine Con maybe a handful of times, and it's such a great wave, such a perfect wave. Speaking of great waves, like what was your first surf trip? My first surf trip was probably technically it was to La Fonda in Mexico. <laughs> I fell off the cliff there. You did? <laughs> yeah. Sleepwalking <laughs> off the cliff. Oh, that's a, that's a big cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Might have knocked some screws loose, but yeah, I, I survived. Yeah. The the way I was able to, I think I progressed a lot faster in surfing because I surfed with guys who were really good. So yeah. I was with, I was taught by a bunch of guys who were from Oceanside. It was like Scott McBride, Chris Abad, nice. Backside yeah. McBride, as they call them. Yeah. And they did you just, get hurt a little while ago? I know Scott kind of stopped surfing, but I think oh, Chris did. Yeah. Chris, Chris actually, Chris is lucky to uh, to be alive. Yeah, yeah. We I... actually we we did a story on him for our Instagram page. I think he broke his neck. Yeah, or something. But like he's that. fine now, right? He's fine now. He's yeah. serving great. He's serving great. But I was able to see them, and they you know gave me pointers and. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time going down to Mexico. I mean, why not? It's like uncharted, empty beaches for the most part. And yeah, it was kind of sketchy going down there for yeah. a couple of years, but um, we took the fans down there what two years ago. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. We, we go down every year. We went in 06. It was the summer of 2006. And right after, I think, is when things started They yeah. started to change a little yeah. bit. A couple murders were starting to happen. Yeah. Some bad stuff. So I think Cartel. the State Department said, if you don't have to go, probably yeah. should stay on, on the mainland. Yeah. So you guys stayed at La Fonda? In the, you know, we just drove there that day, day and got a lobster dinner. Yeah, way home and, and then went back. Yeah, yeah we got it. Puerto Nuevo. Yep. Yeah, that was great. That <laughs> yeah. was hooked, man. Yeah. Too bad that place has kind of gone run down too because of the tourism. Sure. Where, you know, hasn't been the same. But yeah, yeah, it's still there. So we did that. That was my first one, and then in '09 I went to Bali. Ooh. Huh. That's my. That was my second home for a long, long time. Yeah. I had amazing people. I had some really good fr- uh, friends there. Rizal Tanjung and you know a bunch of uh, the Balinese surfers and. Great food, unbelievable surf, obviously really inexpensive for the most part, depending on, you know, your budget. You could obviously, you know, Dude. go to five stars, you know, hotels and resorts, but 
Wow, what an experience oh, that place is. Beautiful. Beautiful. The I've cool. been there four times. Really? Yeah. And yeah. every time you're just like, oh, how can I make it a yearly thing, you know? Like, yeah. But uh, my wife and I honeymoon there, and um, my other friend, Bobby Lockhart, went there on his honeymoon and brought back furniture. And he's like, dude, you should, you should load up. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, dude, it's so cheap. So we spent like three grand, like two grand in furniture and a grand in um, shipping. Uh, shipping and filled up our house. Yeah. Coffee table, bed, like chairs. And good quality up. woodwork. They're really oh, good dude. craftsmen down there. Like, they, you know, it's all handmade and killer, killer. Yeah. So your stance is reggy, right? I'm a regular foot. Yeah. 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 Yes, foot. right here. High five. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your... When you went to Bali in 09? 09, okay. summer of 09. It was right after the financial collapse. So the flights were super cheap. And I was like, yeah. I, I thought... I was actually really nervous because I, I feel a little more comfortable now. Yeah. It's probably been yeah 10 years. But at that time, I was I was really nervous. Um, yeah. But it was, it was a fun trip, man. Dude. Yeah. Where did you... Name the places that you served. We stay with some locals, so they really advised us, don't go to Ulu's, don't go to Padang. And I think when we were there, one of the swells, Padang, was working. Yeah. But they said, don't go there. Just there, there are nice beach breaks that you can go to. So we went to the beach breaks. And then when the swell came, we went to West Java. Wow, Whoa. was that a mistake. <laughs> it was, was it too big? It, it was just gnarly. Yeah. It was a gnarly experience, you know. But we wanted to get waves alone. So yeah. we found this one little nook, West Java, the middle of nowhere. And... Man, if one of us got hurt, we could have been in a really scary situation. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was cool to experience it, but yeah. I, next time I'll probably just do Ulu's. And, the first yeah. time I went was with Larson, yeah, and they were filming for a Taylor Steele video, and I got the tag along, but it was so... Oh, come on, you're my caddy, dude, really. I'm just kidding. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need now, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about your, your do's and don'ts. Oh, my gosh. So we're surfing a Second spot. Second day belonging it's like a point you know all reef and it was kind of going off but it's it's not you know as gnarly as ulu's or padang but it's still really fun and you know mr linden here sometimes i I get hurt a lot yeah as you can see as i saw (laughs) so we're we're surfing this perfect left and we're videoing and so we got on video everything and linden there's three barrel sections do not go for the third one kick out before kick out before End of the session, we're all on the beach, and what does he do? He doesn't kick out and goes straight on to dry reef. Yeah. Like Freddy Krueger. I tried to porpoise, you know, into the wave, and it just pitched me onto the reef. Yeah. Almost it, ripped my trunks off. Yeah. When the lift just got, like, worked. Yeah. I didn't have to get stitches or anything. No, just, just refresh. Yeah. You feel it, though. Yeah. Okay. And I was peeling the, the sheets off of him every morning. He, I'm like, you only got to sleep on your stomach, buddy. And one, one night you rolled over, and I've, I, was, I was feeling bad for you, but I was <laughs> yeah. peeling. peeling. I, sur- I surfed the next day, though. Yeah. How was the lime scrub? You know, did we, uh, we went to a, a clinic yeah. and, and got like Some antibiotics. Yeah, antibiotics. And, yeah. 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 Refresh, bro. Yeah. But yeah, that's a whole nother. Those are the tattoos I like to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, still, I still have two from Fiji, which I'm proud of. Yeah, so Fiji, you, you, you told us earlier, yeah, you went on a trip there. Was that just the most amazing island ever? Tauru is just like no other. Yeah. yeah. I interviewed Kelly at the surf ranch, and I said, if you could surf one wave for the rest of your life, as I'm asking him in front of the most amazing wave ever, and he says, cloud break, 
Yeah. So I surf cloud bike every day for the rest of my life, and I'm hundred percent with them. The yeah. place is just unreal. There's so many ways. Yeah. And I the weather's amazing. The food, yeah. people, the people, the smiles. Oh, that's the one it. of the things that definitely Australia and Fiji and Tavaru is the two places that I haven't gotten to yet. So. I have two friends. So, uh, my friends Griffin and Paul. They founded Pure Vita bracelets. Yeah. And my other friend Chase, he founded a, a company called Blenders Eyewear. Hmm. So we link up twice a year and go on trips. We go on trips. So mostly we just do Tabarua. Last year we did Australia. We did the Gold Coast. And so who knows where, where the next place is going to be? Maybe we'll go to South Africa. Yeah. Something like that. Have you gone to like Central America at all? Or I did Costa Rica one summer with a buddy of mine. It's fun, but yeah. it wasn't. I, I kind of like that resort feel, you know. Yeah. Tabaru, yeah. you're you're there for one reason. It's to go surfing. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of like that. Great, great for boys trip. Great for family. Great for. I mean, yeah, anybody could afford it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cheap, <laughs> but it is it is luxury, and um, yeah. And if you like fish, holy smokes! I caught a halibut, and it fed everyone on the island. It was it, it's such a rewarding feeling, you know, mm, when you yeah. you bring back food for the. What what was your, what was your bar tab for the week? That's what, that's what I ask everybody because that's the only thing not included is you know you could buy your soda soda you know for the for the for the trip or you know your bar tab is can get hefty. One thing I tell folks though when you go to Fiji specifically Tabarua, they say, "Hey man, how's the nightlife?" And I said, "6:30 comes around, you're dead. Yeah. You've been surfing all day. You don't want to go out. You want to go." There's no get, better feeling than that. Yeah. See, so you, you know, when you have a nice Fiji beer, you're looking yeah. at the sunset from the bar outside next yeah. to that palm tree. Yeah. That's, that's that's why we go. That's why you do it. Oh, yeah, amazing. What, what what boards did you take there, or what do you normally ride? So last year, I linked up with the guys at Firewire, and they gave me a Pizel step up. So I had a six three and a six eight, and the six eight worked a little better, I'd say, for both restaurants and Cloud Break. Yeah. But the guys there were like, you know, the, the more foamy, probably the better. Yeah. But the six three I had was fun for a while. It just kind of lost its lost its pop. Yeah. And I just picked up some somatics, mm. but I've only ridden them like once or twice. So yeah, it's been, we've been in a flat spell lately. It's been, been a great spell. surf. Uh, it's yeah. probably good for the somatic though. Mm. These conditions. Um, Nathaniel just, Kern hooked me up with a rocket wide. Mm. Is that American? It's a it's a CI. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's probably one of the most fun boards I've ever I've ever ridden. It's kind of tough to get off it. The last time I went to Cloudbreak, just rode the the rocket wide. And it, yeah. was, it was perfect. I I had my stint on twin fins for a long time. Ruined your surfing. Ruined my surfing. You just get so complacent. It's like riding a bar of soap, you know? Just so much speed, but you can't do real turns on them. Yeah. So. It's amazing to go fast, but then if you can't utilize that, you know, then you're kind of like, oh. Yeah. That's a killer kick out, bro. I've got a, a twin fin, a two plus one, I guess is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, Tim Stamps. And this thing is like magic, and you can do turns on them. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's important like to have addicted to that. all kinds of different shapes to motivate you, you know, to stay kind of, you know, interested. And then obviously if it's under waist high, you need a kind of certain type of board. If it's, you know, fun, chest high, a little bit overhead, then you got a certain type of board and a step up, you know. So, you know, I think you need a few different boards to stay psyched. All my step ups are for Fiji, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's no really step ups in California. Here. Yeah, you don't need step ups around here. <laughs> I don't think I... I don't have, own a board over five seven right now. <laughs> it's crazy. That's because once it gets six foot, you. I don't surf. Whoa! What are you trying to say? There? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to charge. Yeah. I mean, come on. You have though. I've seen them. I've. I yeah. can get out there, yeah. but 
I'd rather have have it like head high overhead. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Do you? Um, I mean, I have the love for water. I love like surfing for first and foremost. I've done stand up paddling, but just more for like exercise and cruise, like usually with my wife. But like, do you do any stand up paddling or any other ocean activities? Like foiling? Have you tried that yet? Have you seen that foiling? I've, I've seen foiling. I was I was I was gonna do a story on it, but it's I I. I'm a little worried about foiling because not everyone can foil like John John and Kai Lenny does. Yeah. So oh when I see yeah. people who don't know what they're doing, and I've seen some of the injuries, I just get a little concerned. So yeah. I wish, I, w- I don't know. I wish lifeguards would maybe just come in and say, "Hey, if, you know, if you're not, areas. if you're not layered, yeah, please get out of here because you're going to kill someone." <laughs> but it looks fun. I heard it's a lot of fun. Actually, in, in Fiji, I heard um, when, when John 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 was there for Thanksgiving, I think. And they said he was just on a foil the whole time. And there's so many waves where you can yeah. ride forever. So that'd be a, that'd be a fun place to try it, but probably yeah. would leave it there. You won't take it out at Rincon? No. <laughs> you would get no way. left out of the water now. But it, it looks, it look, I haven't tried it yet, and it looks extremely fun or challenging from what I hear. But um, This kid that we yeah. know, Taylor Pye, Aaron uh-huh. Pye, yeah, he's, he looks so good on a foil. He makes it look so fun. Yeah. Just like sets his rail and just holds Looks it. It's really graceful. Super infinity, like, you know, cut back and you're just like, wow, that looks. I follow this guy fun. on social, Kuka Pinto. Uh, I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. But he, he's got a great style. Yeah. I think if, yeah, if, if people could do that, if, yeah. if I could surf like that in a foil, I'd, yeah. I'd probably try it out. Yeah. Yeah. I just stick to regular surfing and ping pong. Yeah. And you're a tennis player? Tennis player. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, uh, I like tennis. You do. I didn't grow up as a in the youth playing. I kind of started a little bit later. I wish I did because I I love the competition, the angles, the you know. But you need a sparring partner. You need a you know you need somebody at your caliber to really have fun. You know, somebody too good, it's just not fun for them or you. You know, somebody always somebody a little better is always good. Yeah. But never anybody like like, like, well kind of yeah. You want somebody to. Push you. Push your limits, yeah. yeah. I gave tennis lessons in college. Oh, that's damn. How made, that's how I made some money. Oh, and, so you got to serve. Yeah, that's how. And uh, <laughs> I remember any of my friends found out I played tennis, they'd say, hey, let, let's hit. And I would, and I, I, I mostly say yes to everything when it comes to tennis. I'm like, no way. I'm like, you play? And they say no. I said, no, not, no. Yeah. Not, you know, because we, we charge 80 bucks an hour, so I'm not going to, you know, if you want to pay me 80 bucks an hour, I'll give you a lesson. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse than trying to teach someone how to play tennis, especially oh. when you know how to play. Yeah, yeah. About, yeah. It's got to be frustrating. Yeah. You know. Especially if it's your friend and you're just like, dude. Yeah. Well, T- time is limited, so. Yeah. Me, yeah. me and Lennon are uh, avid tennis players, but on the table yeah. of tennis. Table tennis. Yeah. And, um. We haven't played lately because yeah. life, kids, work. But he's got three kids. I've got two. But we've put in many, many hours. That's how we became really good friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's through, through ping pong, from surfing and ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got a group of guys that pretty good. So many, yeah, so many battles and, and just well, fist, yeah. fist flying after some games. They get pretty heated. Dude, we sweat. Oh, we yeah. sweat bullets. Yeah. Like, it's of, like we worked out. Yeah. A lot of f bombs coming from this guy. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's a great it's a great workout. I mean, and it's good for the mind. I feel. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna I mean, have, we're gonna have to do a, a podcast just on ping pong. I think. <laughs> I think when you when you talk about tennis, not doubles wise, but individually, yes. I think there are a lot of similarities with 
the pro circuit and surfing and pro circuit and tennis. Kind For of sure. Like, kind of like what Bobby Martinez was talking about all those years ago. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of similarities, whether it's, you know, some guy may have more skill, but it's about your mental game. Yeah. It's about mm-hmm. a set. You know, obviously, waves move a lot whole more than a court does. Yeah. But Anticipation. Like so, so when he was on the pro circuit, you know, I would be his, like, uh, be my mind coach. Mind yeah. coach. Yeah. Like, in ping pong. Like, yeah. Ping pong and surfing, it's like, you got to have Eye of the Tiger, dude. You got to, like, focus because yeah. he's got the talent. Yeah. And he's won some really, you know, prestigious events. But he'd come to Huntington, and you should be ripping in Huntington. You live in Huntington. You grew up in Huntington. Yeah. And he'd never make it out of his heats. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah, I wasn't good in a lot, <laughs> lot, I wasn't good in a lot of contests, but um, I How still How sick was it. that? So, remember Rusty Surfboards? Yeah. They used to do the C5 Challenge. Okay. And um, basically, it was five fin boards. Yeah. And it was at Lowers. Yeah. And the inaugural one, the one, the first one, uh, Late Night Larson here won. Yeah. It was a, it was a kind of a cool contest because one, it was at Lowers, which you know, if it was a body surfing contest. I'd sign up as Lowers. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was kind of a, at the time surfing was look, you know, the the shaper, especially Rusty, was looking to kind of do some more innovations and bring some different concepts to the board. So he challenged every surf shaper and they got to put in one surfer on a new five fin kind of concept, a bonzer kind of um, concept to kind of just innovate and just have something different. Um, so yeah, it was a five fin board, never rode one prior to the contest. The first time I surfed was in the contest on it. Who was in the final, do you remember? Oh, I want to say, like and I, I, right? I should know this, but I want to say C.J. Hobgood, oh, yeah. Dino and Dino, oh yeah, That's and right. maybe Chris Ward. I think it was like, I think it was like Good two team. of those guys. Yeah, and yeah, there was. I mean, everybody. And it was a pretty stacked lineup all the way through, and I, I. I pulled it out. One of my few. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done any competitive surfing? I've never no? done a surfing. No desire. No. I've, I've done. I've played tennis tournaments. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I've not. I mean, could you have made it as a pro almost or in tennis? Uh-huh. No, 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 not at all. Tennis. I mean, I could. I probably could have played like college, maybe if I if I dedicated myself. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, contest-wise, surfing Santa Barbara really is not, not a big contest yeah. scene. You know, That's the, the waves are never good enough there for long enough. All yeah. the contests were down at Sea Street. Or down at Huntington Beach, yeah. so you know you just kind of you do like the Joker and thing. And yeah, I mean a lot it. of times people will will enter the contest not because they they feel like they're the best or you know I'm like super competitive, but just to kind of like see what it's like put yourself under pressure in that time limit and stuff. And you know most of the time you're hanging out on the beach with a bunch of friends and peers anyways and just having a good beach day. But it's always nice to throw on a jersey and do a little Speak, little competition. Speaking of contests, are you coming down to the Jacks Pro next week? I should. Yeah. What, yeah. what day is it? I think it's well. It probably it starts, starts on like a Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. And I can do that. have you heard of the board riders clubs? West Coast I have, board yeah. riders, pretty sick. Right? Yeah. So they're throwing a specialty event to kick it off with at Jack's Pro. So yeah, it's really it'll cool. be webcast, and you know it'll be. I don't know what I clubs think, are in. I think we did a beach cleanup. <laughs> yeah. That was going on, right? No. Last year. Last year, the first one we did was in March. Was it going on? I think it was going on, man. I think so because they all the guys in the contest were super stoked. Yeah, like, yeah clean up the beach. That's what we want folks to do. Yeah, Spread yeah, the yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. We're doing another beach cleanup uh, with Jacks in Newport, uh, March Saturday, March thirtieth. So yeah. yeah, those are pretty cool. Like, and 
special thanks to you last year. That was amazing. I couldn't oh, it's that. great. Yeah, it's great. I, I always try to, I was taught how to surf by this guy in Santa Barbara. He owned a, it actually still owns it. It's called Surf Happens. And it's a surf camp, and one thing they teach you every time you go to the beach: pick up, pick up trash, pick up five pieces yeah. of trash. It's not that hard. It's not hard. It's just it goes doing, a long way. Yes. everyone does it. Yeah, um, my my ten year old surfs a lot, and now he's starting to get super psyched. But in the mornings, like before school, if it's like you know under waist high, and I'm like, perfect for you, bad for dad. You know, I'll sit on the beach and either video him and stuff, and I'll just you know comb the beach and pick up trash because it's like, what else am I going to do? And it's it's everywhere. I always tell people like might not be you know so you know in your face but i swear you look down and it's like yeah. oh there's a bottle cap there's a straw there's a cigarette bud there's this and stuff it's that's kind of ball. yeah like that not really exposed but yeah there's a lot of good movements on you know the beach cleanup and plastic cleanups and stuff so hopefully it continues hear that next generation pick up your trash and old guys yeah everyone um, any other like celebrity friends that you you've you surf with outside of surf you know the surf community? I mean, you're a you know news anchor, and yeah. I mean, is first there... off, let's let's go back. Let's, how did you get into broadcasting? Um, I was um, I have some, my family back east, so I had a friend who worked at NBC News, and I was 20 years old, and he said, "Do you want an internship?" And I said, "Awesome, sure." said let's do it and I got to intern for the president of NBC News because I was a business major in college and this internship program was for journalists and so they said you don't really know anything about journalism do you I said no not really and they said okay we'll we'll throw you in the, the, the president's office so his door was open every day I got to hear every phone call got an idea of what they wanted to hear and I was I think it was my last, one of my last days there and one of the news anchors came up and they said hey you should you should try to be it a reporter and right. I said got the face for TV yeah I was just gonna say did they say you know <laughs> you had the brains in the face I don't know about the brains yeah. right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> maybe the other part and um, yeah, yeah I was a young kid I said why, yeah. why not you know so I did it well I mean it's it I mean, you were 20 I was 20 wow. sounds like a fun you know profession you know a lot of well like I started out meet and greet yeah and, I started making I think nine Nine bucks an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was it was it was it was rough for a long in time. In New York? No, no. New York was free. It's an unpaid internship. Oh, okay. They they paid for my train ticket into the city, but other than that, I was on my own. But it was worth it. You know, you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate it's now. The all best the school all ever. the internships they they disappeared because everyone filed lawsuits for lost wages. And oh it, my gosh. It it really hurts the the younger generation. So it, yeah, it's it's a difficult balance because. In one sense, yeah, the rules are being broken, but you know, if you get your foot in the door, you yeah. know, be appreciative of the, of the opportunities yeah. that you get. Yeah, is what I say. Separates those uh, hard workers and those you know driven and those dedicated, you know, to pursue happiness. Yeah. So from there, from New York internship, then you. So I was at UC Santa Barbara, and I came home, and there is a news station in Santa Barbara. It's called KEYT or Key News, it was called back then. And I just applied to be a producer there. So I actually started behind the camera, oh. which was the advice that people at NBC told me. They said, be a producer, figure out how it all works. So I produced for probably four years and did sports reporting during football season. And in 2011, got my first anchor job up in Redding, California, oh. which is two hours north of Sacramento. It's deep. Didn't do too much surfing then, huh? I, I did. <laughs> did you? I did. I 
it was about a three-hour drive to San Francisco. So I had a buddy who lived in Sonoma. So we'd stay in Sonoma, and there were waves. So yeah. we, we, would, we would go to Fort Point. We'd go to Ocean Beach. Yeah. Ocean Beach is the bomb. Kelly's what? Cove is the spot. All those places, yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that, that's some heavy surfing up there. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember we my friends took me to some spots near Ventura. We'll just say it's that. And I thought that beach break was just unbelievably heavy. I'm like, I don't know if I could do this again. When yeah. I got to Ocean Beach, I said, this is, this is nothing yeah. I've ever seen. That's yeah. just open water. Yeah, dangerous because the, uh, the, the currents coming out from the bay. Sweat, you know, the rip currents are really dangerous there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there in Puerto Escondido are probably the two heaviest beach breaks I've ever surfed. Crazy. Blacks is pretty heavy. Blacks too, too but Blacks. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, Blacks too, but. That's one of the only places that I couldn't make it out. Blacks? Yeah. It was a big day and it's like a big, big Wednesday. Yeah, it was scary. Like I finally just gave up, couldn't get out. Just kept getting pounded. Well, that's, that's what happens like, at Ocean Beach. Some guys make it out in three seconds. Yeah. And then if you get caught in that rip. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to analyze the beach and and where those rips are coming in and out, and you know, it, time it. And I mean, it's a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. Red big board. Big, big board. Big board. Big board. And a lot of rubber. Foam it's is cold. your foam is your friend up north. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's flat today, and it's like six to eight foot faces. You're like, wait, what? It's flat? Yeah. They like to get a lot of waves up there. So then from there, four or five years, you said? I was in Reading for three years. Wow. It was like two years. That's a whole other Ten months or something like that. And then LA came calling, so I, I moved down here, and I've been here for, yeah, five years now. It's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. I was uh, lurking on your Instagram earlier today and saw a bunch of uh, different uh, posts about interviewing surfers and stuff. So that's pretty rad. Tell us about your experiences with some of the, the best of the best. I saw the one with um, the one you posted with Kelly and uh, Andy. The coolest thing about that story. So that was the Santa Barbara premiere of A Fly in the Champagne. Mm. And I was... I was still pretty new into surfing, but it was the first time I convinced my bosses at that news station to let me go out and report. So the first field report I ever did was with Kelly, Kelly wow, Slater wow, and, wow. and Andy Irons. And That's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It, but I talk about it now. How yeah. I'm a huge fan of Kelly Slater. Just imagine meeting Andy Irons. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember he was, just, he was walking up State Street. And we're like, was, is that Andy Irons? And I'm from the East Coast, so you know. I, I think if you grow up in California, you get it. You're going to run yeah. into surfers in the water. You get it. But for us, we would never see professional athletes. Yeah. So you Santa just Barbara kinda, doesn't get no. too many, especially surfers Hawaiian surfers. There. Yeah. 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 But when he was there, and he he made a big splash, and I I was I think so many people talk about this how if you didn't know Andy and you saw him on TV, you were like, well, maybe this guy's kind of a jerk. He was the nicest guy. No. Yeah. Coolest dude. I asked him. The one question I asked them that wasn't related to the movie was, do you have any advice for young surfers in, in Santa Barbara who want to make it? And Andy said, just have fun. Yeah. That's what I do every day when yeah. I surf. And I said, you don't seem like a competitive, you know, head-bashing yeah. guy. He was, he, was, he was so cool. But I guess that always changes just when you get in the water, you put I that mean, jersey on, right? I mean, the best of the best. They, they know how to flip that switch once they put on the jersey and stuff. And, yeah. you know, some, some are a little bit more aggressive and it shows in their personalities. And Andy wore his heart on his sleeve and wasn't scared to show his emotions where other guys are better at holding it in and um, he was just raw and so incredible in every facet of waves so many 20. video clips just like raced through my head as you were talking about him um, 
Have you ever seen that heat between uh, Andy and Kelly at Japan? No. Oh, yeah. Oh the gosh. offshore, right? Yeah, I'll watch, watch that one. The, the one uh, the, is the, a perfect, not perfect, but barreling, Yeah. you know, good size right, and they were just going blow for blow. And I think it's when Kelly had won the contest prior, and then and they were both in the final, I think, prior, right. and then they were both in the final of the Jap- Japan contest, and... Like I, I, I just kept going. What? What? Yeah. Every each guy blow. just. Oh my gosh! Like yeah, we we blowing love, up. We're obviously surfers, surf fans, Turkeys. and we we love watching the contest, <laughs> competitive like tour, and we play fantasy and. You play fantasy surfer? Very much. So. It, and oh, yeah. it, it just, I mean. I love the tour. Yeah. I, I got the guys that I'm like so big fans of, whether it's their like power surfing, their style, or just who they are. And then I have the guys on my team, you know, and it's a very hard balance to yeah. pick the guys that you love and respect and want to see win, yeah. but they might not be that perfect match for that wave and others might favor. So I have a really like tough time picking teams sometimes. And What's our fantasy surf league called? Oh, I don't know. I'm Mad Barn. That's... <laughs> That's my. I'll have to join yeah, your group. So we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll have yeah. to, we'll throw I'll some, you, some uh, money down on it. Yeah, yeah. We a were talking of, about it yesterday. And it's, it's two hundred bucks. It's not well. It's not tuck numbers, but yeah, oh. it's not a lot of money. <laughs> um, but it's just more of the talk. Shit talking. Oh man, I talk so much crap. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The uh, the first year I joined this one, I actually won the first contest. Yeah. And I had. Oh, we didn't hear that. <laughs> you hear the end of it, right? <laughs> Like, I it's like the second one too. It's like you're back on the ping pong table. I made, I, made, um, I made my money back that first freaking contest. Yeah. You know, I was like, what? Yeah. But I had no Brazilians on my team either. I change. I would change that strategy. Yeah. This year. Yeah. 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 You can't survive on Fantasy oh. Surfer without part of the storm. Yeah. <laughs> talking talking about Andy though, I think the the one heat that really sticks in my head, and of course he's had dozens of great ones but I think it was Mexico when they went to Barlow oh yeah and I think Taylor Knox was the heat was one oh. and Andy just busted this air I and think I know you're talking about yeah. my buddies we were streaming it and they just went up and I said what and my, my buddy I'll never forget Scott, Scott McBride said to me he goes that's why, he th- that's why he's three times world champ yeah, yeah. That's, that's why he's there yeah Can pull, pull, pull a, a rabbit out of the hat in the last second with you know with full commitment full. With, I mean yeah incredible surfing that wave Ooh. So did you, when you were in Santa Barbara, did you see Tom Curran very oh, yeah. much? Yeah. yeah. I have a really, really funny Tom Curran story. We, uh, there's a, there's a way, it, it's Sandbar. Yeah. So, you know, guys come up from out of town and it's, it's always a mess. And there, there are guys in the lineup who will, who'll shake you up if you need it. And Tom was riding this. He's Door. Been, he's been riding, yeah, he's been riding this, uh, this skimboard. Skimboard. And he was, he was walking the water. And if, if you're from Santa Barbara, when Tom's paddling, you don't understand what an honor it is to see that in motion because he surfs like a ballerina dancing. He surfs. It's flawless and it's impeccable and it's incredible. And so I'll be, I'll be at Sandbar. I'll see guys paddling when Tom's paddling and I'll go up to him like, what are you like? You need to stop doing that. You know, if it's someone else, he's got a bunch of stickers, I get it. But if Tom's paddling, let let him do his thing. That's why we're here to kind of see it. And he was on this, like you said, this door, the skimboard or something. Yeah. And some guy comes up and he goes, all right, Tom, what's up, dude? And, and Tom goes, huh? And he just walked away. And I said, that's that's just Tom, because you know he does he doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, he does. You know, but it's it's fun to it's fun to watch him surf. Have yeah. you seen that uh, podcast 
uh, Aki's podcast. I've heard, yeah, yeah, uh, I have. Amazing. He did the interview with Kern, and they went uh, roller fun, skating. Roller skating. I saw <laughs> like, that. I saw that. And Tom's like an avid roller skater. Yeah. Like he loves roller skating. Like Whoa. when he goes to, to other countries, he brings roller skates Whoa. and skates around at night. That you know. For, for, for somebody in that era that, you know, they weren't CrossFit, there wasn't like these trainers and stuff. And, and Tom was really like, how do I strengthen my legs? How do I get, you know, more power? And speaking of how he looks like a ballerina, he actually did, you know, ballet to like help strengthen his like, you know, leg strength for surfing. Really? Yeah. You've seen his calves? Yeah. They're and, massive. Yeah. Massive, and, and skating and stuff. So he would do a lot of off the beaten non-traditional like workouts to like you know train for for surfing yeah yeah it's pretty incre- incredible there's, there's the, like, the Rincon classic is annual contest and he surfs it there was one year where him and dane they were going blow for blow and tom was he was right i think he pulled one turn where everyone said i, I don't think anyone else could do that it was yeah it's, it's pretty incredible to see him go yeah especially at this age too it's I crazy think, you have that tom curran era and you have the kelly slater era that's still kind of going on but then, and you have Dane, like, when I think about it, it's like classic rock is Tom Curran, you know, rock and roll is Kelly Slater, and then punk rock is Dane Reynolds. Yeah. You know, that his surfing is so... Yeah, raw. Yeah. Yeah. Just And he puts his board in positions that not, I don't think, you know, people look at John John now because of the way he torques his turns, but I think Dane was definitely like... Well, I think if you crazy when he does a turn, sorry to cut you off. No, go for it. When he does a turn, it's like you in your in your in my mind and body, I go. (laughs) You know when he does his turn, he's just like, dude, it's just raw. But if you think about the guys who are on tour right now, they're making the most splash, if you will. You think about Felipe, you think about Kolohe, even John John, Connor Coffin. Yeah, Griffin Golovinto. If you ask them who inspired them, I bet they'd say Dan. You can see it in their yeah. surfing, especially yeah. Connor. Yeah, especially Connor. Yeah, definitely. Huge. Connor is—he's fun to watch. He's his—that's—he's uh, he's, kind of got that signature slash turn. Yeah, current. He's got a current. He's got a like, current. Yeah, Dane yeah. mixture going there. Yeah. It's working for him. Yeah. Um, Who's your favorite surfer of all time? Kelly. I think Kelly's everyone's favorite, but yeah. Joel Parkinson, mm. Mr. Smooth. He, I, someone, told, someone told me when I was younger. They said that the, the person who's the best is the one who makes it look the easiest. Yeah, and I think Kelly and, and Joel are right up there. But yeah. Joel's Joel's style is uh, the tube riding those guys do is just so yeah. freaking. I can't understand it. How, especially that last swell that they had, the Oma swell. Whew. Yeah. That Jack Freestone clip that uh... oh that was a that was a ride, <laughs> but I think that's so that's what's so cool is that you you can like someone who's really good at high performance and yeah. you could have your favorite barrel rider and, yeah you know, like you think Chris Ward he's I don't know if anyone could ride a barrel better than that guy yeah. dude he's, he's up there somebody from yeah somebody from you know Lowers San yeah. Clemente yeah it's trippy that Kelly Slater is one of the best surfers in the world from Cocoa Beach Florida. Yeah. And a lot of Floridian surfers. Obvious. Yeah, but I mean, those. They traveled a lot. Yeah, at the age of 12, you know, they're on the U.S. team. They're traveling, the sponsors are flying them all over. I mean, the Hobgoods started going to Tavarua and Pipeline at like 14, you know? So it's like, I I mean, I give credit to anybody that goes and charges those type of waves yeah. and they're that good, you know, for sure. But, you know, it's all in the mind, you know, how their desire and, and their traveling, you know, is huge. I get, I trip out and. 
these locals that just surf the same wave every day. I'm like, you know, you could just go down the coast and get a totally different wave and a different perspective on surfing. It might even help you get better, you know? Don't yeah. stick to the same beach break every day. I kind of migrate all over the place. Surf the cliffs a lot, surf Golden West. Noobs. Uh, I hardly ever surf noobs. Yeah, it's too hollow for you. <laughs> <laughs> you set them up and knock them down, bro. Right? Yeah. So, go ahead. Nothing. I'm, I'm just talking under my... What? Well, we were talking about favorite surfer. So I said Joel. Fair, fair. I mean, also, too, being from Santa Barbara, Bobby Martinez... Gosh, he is just. I, and I, I think what's so frustrating about his situation, and I, I yeah. think if you look back on it now, he he knew he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. He obviously got got screwed over for sure, one way or another. But I really wish Bobby seven years ago was surfing against these guys right now because I think he would, I think he would take them all out without a doubt. Because there was a point there where power surfing kind of got overlooked, right? They yeah, were yeah. they were awarding airs, airs and reverses, yeah. which are which are difficult, yeah. but. When you can, I'd rather see. When you turns. can link up what Bobby would do on a wave yeah. icon, oh my god! So quick, powerful, yeah. and precise, and um, and barrel and, riding, and barrel riding, incredible. Yeah. He's but got that complete. But package. some of his like heat wins and some of his like hats, you know, rabbit out of the hat was pulling off big alley oops and big airs as well. Like he had that secret weapon as well. You know, even though he was known for his you know barrel riding and powerhouse turns. Yeah, if you go back and look at some of those heats and look at some of this footage, he was right there with those guys, like, I mean, busting huge, huge airs. Yeah. The critical ones that, you know. But what he talked about, though, I think it was, I think he, you know, to, to use it mildly, he got screwed over. Yeah. Um, if you think about someone who loses a sponsor and then they go to Chopu and they beat Taj Burrow in the final with two waves. Yeah. He should have been on the cover of Surfer Magazine, right? I think O'Neill signed him shortly mm -hmm. after. Yeah. Or if that was before and they dropped him, but yeah. I really wish he could if he could surf again competitively. It was fun to fun to cheer for him. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's there's a handful of surfers that had that competitiveness that felt like they they got burned, you know, or just lost the desire because of, you know, maybe not getting the wild card, injury wild card, or maybe it been a sponsorship issue. But yeah, that that'd be a good episode to kinda of talk maybe one time because there's a there's a handful of surfers. If you're not, if you don't have blonde hair and blue eyes, it's it's tough. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, so well, I used to have hair. Yeah, yeah. I used to. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping this stays yeah. for a while. Uh, yeah, you're, you're looking the, strong. It pays you're the looking, bills, man. Yeah, yeah. you got a little bit of those yeah. peaks, so you're looking really strong. Got, got, got a cough. Yeah. 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 yeah, I saw that photo of your dad. You did? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hair game strong. Hair game strong. <laughs> Hair's got to be good. What else we got there? I don't, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. We could always, you know, do part two. Yeah, we could always do yeah. part two. Yeah. I, should, I, I could start surfing again. That'd be nice. Well, Dude, yeah. Let's get you out let's there. Get, let's get out there. Yeah. Tough do you the, have a day off? Yeah. This week will be Thursday, Friday, so I'll, I'll check out the Jacks Pro. and Perfect. Yeah. We'll, we'll get down Perfect. there. We'll, we'll have to have lunch or something. Yeah. And yeah. you give me tennis lessons, and I'll give you surf lessons. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys been to Jim Boy's Tacos? Jim Boy's Tacos? No. That's right next, right across the street from Rip Curl. Oh, where Johnny Rockets used to be or something like that? Yeah. Okay, is it good? Lynette Romero, my co-anchor, that's her shop. No wow. way. That's her shop, yeah. Okay. She joined the HB family. So we'll, right. have to, we'll have to surf and get some Jim Boy's tacos. Sounds amazing. There we go. That sounds we're, great. We're foodies. We love food. Dude. And this guy being Filipino, you know, descent, 
he loves Asian food. Asian food. I've traveled oh, yeah. everywhere and I've been raised on every type of food all over the world. I love everything. <laughs> Me too. I love everything. Yeah. Food is good. All right. I well, think that's it. Yeah, I think you we're guys signing good? off. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. it was fun. Yeah, Thank this you. Is awesome. Nice to talk yeah. to you. And we'll, let's keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Talk sir. Thanks, guys. Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. All right, friends. Peace out. Thank you, Mark Mester. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.